0: Tonight, I I want to start um, this, mo- uh, this evening's message with a, a word of prayer. And I'd like each one of you to, to, to join me in that prayer because um, it's very clear in, the, in this passage that we're going to be in tonight that uh, we cannot re- uh, regard iniquity in our heart. So tonight, I want to... Give a a few seconds uh, for us, for me, I need to get right with the Lord before I present his word. So just for a few brief seconds, uh, you have a moment with the Lord and then I'll bring the message tonight. Heavenly Father, I come to you asking you to meet with us tonight. Lord, cleanse my heart from all sin, Lord God. Lord, and I thank you for forgiveness. Bless now this service in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have your Bibles tonight, we're going to be in 1 Samuel. Turn to 1 Samuel. I'm going to read a few verses here to get us started tonight. 1 Samuel chapter number 3. 1 Samuel chapter number three and verse one. The Bible tells us, and the child Samuel ministered unto that unto the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was precious in those, in those days. There were no, there was no open vision, and it came to pass at that time when Eli was laid down, laid down in in his place, and his eyes began to wax dim. That he could not see, and ere the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and Samuel was laid down to sleep, that the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, "Here am I." And he ran unto Eli and said, "Here am I, for thou callest me." And he said, "I called not, lie down again." And he went and laid down, and the Lord called yet again Samuel. And Samuel rose, and he went to Eli, and he said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And he answered, I called not, my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. And that's very key tonight. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time, and he arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. Therefore Eli said unto Samuel, Go, lie down, and it shall be, if he, if he call thee, that thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and and lie down in his place. And the Lord came and stood and called, and called, as the other time, Samuel Samuel. Then Samuel answered, "Speak, for thy servant heareth. Heavenly Father, Lord, I need you. Lord, uh, may I be your mouthpiece, your mouthpiece tonight. Lord, may nothing be said that need not to come out. Lord, uh, use me, Lord, I'm just your vessel tonight. I do pray, Lord, uh, and may one here, I uh, do your will is what I, I ask and I pray tonight in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. When the news of William Borden's death was cabled back, and I trust you know very well of William Borden, the the missionary that never made it to the mission field. When his death was cabled back to the U.S., the story was carried by every American newspaper. A wave of sorrow went around the world. Borden not only gave away his wealth, because he certainly had his family wealth to fall on or to to go back to, he not only gave away his wealth, but himself. In a way so joyous and uh, and natural, it seemed a a privilege rather than a sacrifice, wrote Taylor in her introduction to his biography. Borden's untimely death, Was Borden's untimely death a waste? That is a question that was posed. Was his death a waste? Not in God's perspective. As the story has it, prior to his death, Borden had written two more words in the back of his Bible. Underneath the words, no reserves, no retreats, he is reported to have written, no regrets, no regrets. And I'll have to ask that question tonight. What will be said of our lives? Will there be any regrets? Back in July, we had to travel from Sumter, South Carolina to to Tennessee to produce our our missionary video that we seen, uh, that we watched uh, this morning. It was there that I, I, I truly believe God gave us a purpose for our ministry. A purpose. My wife is blessed, and she has the ability of writing. Uh, she's very talented, and she wrote the script uh, to, to what most of you have watched this morning. And um, there, she, uh, she says, um, It is our heart's desire that the Lord would do for others what he... Has done in and through our lives. And later on, I say we desire to see others surrender to live their lives for the Lord. As I drove back from producing that video and thinking upon what we had just recorded, watching that, it is no doubt that it has given us a purpose to go to the mission field, to produce and try and prayerfully hope that the Lord will use us for his honor and glory to call more laborers into the harvest because the laborers are few. The laborers are few. I must say in the very first part of this deputation journey, uh, you can say I'm, I don't want to say discouraged because I'm not because God is in control. But the fact of the matter is there are few laborers working in the harvest. As I send out some emails to some pastors, I get some phone calls back and I've gotten emails back. Please pray for me. Please pray for our ministry. I I, I have one pastor in Columbia. He's got COVID. He's on oxygen. he, He has somebody filling in his pulpit. So there's a great need there because he said, I'm at the end of my ministry. I need someone to replace me. A few other pastors said, "I need. I, I'm. I'm old. I, I need. We're looking for a pastor ourselves. The laborers are few." After we watched our video, knowing the scripts, I do believe the Lord has given us His purpose for us. With God's help tonight, I'd like you to um, to look at this message that is entitled, "Don't miss." the call. Don't miss the call. Samuel was a man that didn't necessarily have a choice in the matter of his life. If you look and read the scriptures in Samuel, his parents pleaded, his mother pleaded to the Lord for a son and in return he would, she would then give him back him to the Lord to serve in his house. But I'm, I'm thankful that Samuel was faithful unto the Lord. Here in, in the temple, uh, he was raised up. He, he, he understood that uh, his purpose uh, with Eli. Uh, but tonight, I want to ask you, is the Lord calling you to do something? Because I don't want you to miss the call of God. And sometimes I think we, we may think that we have the call of God. We, we may think it happens in a certain way. We may be waiting for this voice from on high to come down and say, Jeremiah, I need you to go to the ministry and to, to minister to the U.S. military. It doesn't happen that way. We want the, the, the fog and the smoke to come up and, and we want this glorious occasion to confirm that, yes, the Lord, uh, you're directing us to go here or, or to work in this part, of, to play the piano, the organ, to be a Sunday, whatever the call of God is. We want this, this huge, elaborate calling but it's the still, small voice that the, the Lord pricks and says, Hey, there's an opening. There, there's a need here. Why don't, why don't you fill it? Why don't you pass out that tract? Let's not miss the call of God on our lives. But why? Why are there so many Christians today that miss or even ignore? I do believe some Christians are actually ignoring the call of God In their life, there may be more, but tonight I want us to focus on three. Three uh, are three uh, reasons why we may miss the call of God in our life. The first one is iniquity. We prayed just now to open the service, and I prayed for for confession, I prayed for forgiveness, because I want to be right with the Lord. I need to have a, a short account with the Lord. The Bible's very clear if we regard iniquity or sin in our lives. Our relationship with God on high is severed. It's broken. Luke 19.10, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Christ's purpose on the cross was to pave the way for the once and for all sacrifice to redeem us, to reestablish that relationship that was severed because of my sin, my sin severed that relationship through his shed blood, we have the possibility of having a relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. We don't have to go too far in this passage before we see sin before we see iniquity. Eli, this priest, his sons were involved in iniquity in chapter two. Back, back in chapter two in verse twelve, it tells us now the son of Eli, were son of Belial, they knew not the Lord, and the priests and the priests' custom that they uh, with the people was that when any man offered sacrifice, the priest's servant came while the flesh was still in the, in the, in the seething, and with a fleshing hook of the, uh, three teeth in his hand. And he struck it unto the the pan or kettle or cauldron or pot. And all the fleshing hook brought up the priest took for himself. So Eli. And it goes on to say Eli allowed this. He did not stop this. He didn't prevent this from happening. Eli, the priest, and his sons were committing sin. Turn to Psalm 66. And I want us to see a picture, a picture of forgiveness. Psalm 66 and verse 18, the Bible tells us, If I, if me, if Jeremiah Roper regardeth iniquity, regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. What does that mean? What does that mean, God? If I if I if I have sin in my life and I try to pray and ask ask for something or I want some a blessing to be a part or pushed onto one of you, God doesn't hear that because I have sin in my life. Here is a picture of sin, but, there, uh, but verily God hath heard me; He hath attended to the voice of my prayer blessed be god which hath not turned away my prayer nor his mercy from me so how do we get from from him not, uh, not hearing our prayers to now it says in in verse 20 blessed be god which hath not turned away my prayer there has to be something that takes place there and that and that is us getting on our knees before the almighty god and cleansing our hearts by asking for forgiveness, we need to understand we have to keep short accounts with the Lord. The, Ry- the Ryrie uh, Bible's uh, study Bible says, Sin disqualifies the suppliant. A blameless heart gives assurance that God hears our prayers. Webster defines repentance as the change of mind or a conversion from sin. To God. And that and that is true repentance when we when we agree with God. When we say, Lord, you are right. I agree, I should not be doing that. And I turn to God and leave behind sin. For God to hear our prayers, that means we draw an eye to Him. And then He will in turn and draw nigh unto us. Communication is a two-way street. In the Air Force, I learned that you got to have communication is vital. It is imperative to accomplish the mission. You have to have clear and concise communication. The highway of communication, uh, if the highway of communication is congested with sin, how can we call? How can His word? How can He direct our path? All that sin. That highway is congested with sin. We can't get to our destination. If God is calling you to do anything, and here's my plea to you, answer. If God is saying, hey, I need you to do something here in this local New Testament church, answer. Whatever it may be, surrender. And it's not a missions message, it's, not, it's, it's me asking you to do what the Lord has in store for your life. It may be something that is just a, a simple task, it may be a ministry that you know the Lord has drawn you to, but it may be short, it may be long, it may be a lifetime. May I plead to you, surrender to the Lord, surrender to the Lord. Why don't we answer the call of God? Number one, because of iniquity. And number two, tonight I, wanted, uh, I want us to see that we intentionally, we intentionally, ignore. What do you mean, Brother Roper? We intentionally ignore the call of God. Absolutely. And we 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 don't uh, we have. Uh, we don't we have examples in the Bible in Jonah. Jonah comes to mind, when I, and if you want to turn there, Jonah chapter 1. And I want us to read in the Bible, Jonah chapter 1. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness. So that sin, that iniquity is there, is come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa and he found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare, so he intentionally paid the fare thereof and went down in, into, to, uh, to go with him unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. And this, this passage, I can, unfortunately tonight, I can just say that I can, I can relate to that passage. My testimony is not one that, that is all, all good. I'll just leave it at that. In the video, I was saved and baptized at six years old. My family attended faithfully to a church. Mom and dad stopped going to church. I stopped going to church. I knew it was right to be in church. Even when I was young, the bus still came to our doorstep. Faithfully every Sunday. And we just I just said, No, we're we're good today. I could have continued going to church. I could have continued growing in the faith as a young man, but I said, No, I'm I'm okay. I'm gonna go to Tarshish. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn my back on the Lord. Well I'm just I'm praising the Lord tonight because He didn't turn his back on me. He was there waiting with open arms, wait, waiting to hug me and kiss my neck. And it took it took our family's heart to be broken, to take us all the way halfway around the world with broken hearts, just to find a military church, one that pointed us back to Jesus Christ, one that preached Christ. And, I, and I'm thankful that we have a long-suffering God. But we, don't, we need not to be like Jonah. Jonah turned his back on the Lord. I turned my back on the Lord. But if you, if you think about what Jonah did, he went and preached, eventually, he eventually went and preached repentance. He went and did what the Lord had called him to do. But what did it cost him? I want you to think about being in the fish and the belly of a whale for three days and three nights. I don't know about you, I've gutted my fair share of fish, and it's not pleasant when you get in there. But to be inside the belly of a whale, and the belly, to be surrounded, your body is literally gonna start to decay. Why? All because he turned his back. So what are we missing out on? Hey, we're missing out on blessings, that's for sure. We're gonna get there with Jonah in just a second. But there may be even something that happens to us, some chastisement. Jonah had to, be, had to go through a, a time in his life for three days and three nights because he turned his back. He didn't answer that call willingly. The Lord brought him there way closer to Nineveh and set him, him going on his own. We don't have to suffer. We don't have to ignore. Why do we miss the call? Number one, tonight, because of iniquity number 2 tonight because we intentionally ignore and lastly number 3 tonight we may miss the call of god because of ignorance sometimes we just don't know sometimes we 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 know that still small voice we we just we're unfamiliar with it and we just don't know what it is We may read a passage in scripture and it grabs our heart and it it thrusts us forward to do something. But it's and that's that's about it. We just don't know what to do with it. And here back in in 1 Samuel, I want us to go back there tonight, because in 1 Samuel, chapter number three, we seen Eli and his sons. No doubt uh, that the uh, Eli and his sons were, were sinning. Great. There was no open vision. And I'll just add there. That's probably a reason why God was not talking to His priests during that time. There was sin in the camp. Why would God come down and talk to His priests during the time when His priests had sin, had iniquity? They were regarding iniquity. First Samuel three seven says, "Now Samuel did yet did not yet know the Lord, neither was the Lord, uh, was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him." Here in my study Bible, it says, did not yet know the Lord, the experience of receiving the direct revelation from him. Samuel was so young, he was inexperienced. He was literally, and it's not a negative connotation, he just did not know. He was just ignorant. God called him three times, and he just did not know. Is the Lord calling you tonight? One time. Is he calling you two times? Is he calling you three times? Because it took, it took Eli three times to discern this priest, this man of God that has spent many hours, many days, many years servicing and, and, and serving and worshiping the Lord. He should have known just like that, that that was the Lord of God calling down to Samuel the first time but he had sin in his life. Samuel did not yet know the word of the Lord was revealed unto him. Samuel did not know the Lord because of two reasons. First, the Bible tells us there was no open vision. So very simply put, God was not talking directly down to his priests. God was not communicating on that that highway of communication. He was not talking And secondly, because his prophets at the time uh, or Samuel, uh, it was the first time it was likely it was the first time Samuel actually heard audibly the voice of God. And I don't know about you, if I heard the voice of God and I'm not going to charge anything or put anything on Samuel here, because if the voice of God comes down from heaven and starts talking to me audibly, I'm probably not going to know what that is. I'm probably going to do exact Hey pastor what what just happened? What 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 am I supposed to do with? But I tell you what. That's um that's exactly what I would do and that's exactly what I'm asking you to do tonight. When that still small voice when that that urging that that scripture passage is telling you to serve in a different way, to go talk to your pastor He knows the call of God on his life. He has answered the call multiple times, not just to come here, to go to the uttermost parts of the world. We have several missionaries here tonight. We have men of God that have answered the call. Young ones, little ones, ones with more experience, I'll say. This applies to you. It applies to us all. God needs more laborers for the harvest. Can I just say it this way? Sometimes we just don't know when the Lord is speaking. Sometimes we just don't know. Therefore, Eli said unto Samuel, verse 9 tells us, go lie down and it shall be if he call thee that thou shalt say, speak Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Sometimes we just don't know. Sometimes we just need to be learned in new things. You might say, Brother Roper, uh, you don't know what I've been through. God can't use me. I, I'm just saying the Lord just needs a willing heart. He, if your heart is, is directed and, and, and willing to serve him, he is willing to use you. I guarantee it. I think of the men of the Bible, the great men of the Bible. If you, if you, if you turn and, and you think back of David... If, if you think back and you, you look of, of Saul then Paul, and you can say many others, these great men of God, they all had a past. You and I both have a past. The difference is they turned and allowed the call of God to be used in their lives to do great and mighty things. And I can just tell you that we've seen it over and over throughout the word of God. And even in our, in our young ministry, we've seen the Lord call men to preach his word. We've, called, we've seen ladies down in, in June, down at candidate school in Tennessee. We got to have lunch with this single lady. And God bless her soul. This single lady that's, that's surrendered to go to Romania by herself. She's raising her support because she, know, she knows the Lord has directed there. And I praise the Lord for that. A young single lady is going to go be a missionary by herself in the uttermost parts of the world. God used Samuel to pronounce judgment in this this chapter. He used him to pronounce something that was very difficult. If you think Samuel was still a child, verse one tells us. He and then had to turn around and say, or Eli, God, he's done with you. You and your sons, your, your lineage, it's over. How hard for a child, and I and I can only hope, uh, think of Joshua, uh, a, a seven-year-old boy or, or or others that are just young in the faith and young in their walk to have to turn around and say that to this great priest, hey, yes, uh, the Lord last night, remember, He was calling. He said, uh, I'm sorry, but your lineage is done for. It's all because of that iniquity that you continued in. If we read verses 12 and 13. In that day, will I perform against Eli all the things which I have spoken concerning the house? When I begin, I begin, I will also make an end, for I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knoweth, because his sons made themselves vile and he restrained them not. It was very clear that Eli allowed this iniquity to continue. Tonight, I would be remorse if I didn't give you that same warning that we have here in the scriptures. Regard not iniquity. Have short accounts with God. We hear it all the time. And may I just urge you, not just urge, but I beg you to become what the Lord has in store for you. We need more laborers, we need need more, more priests, we need more Levites, we need messengers. To bring the gospel around the world. You may, you may think that there's plenty. I, I, can, I can assure you, there's less and less here locally and, in, and even around the world. I'm going to read one, uh, one final passage in Isaiah. And it was encouraged me because when I was reading this, it gave it as an example Isaiah. Isaiah 6, 6 through 8. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs off from the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sins purged. Thy sins are purged. Also, I have heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then said I, here am I, send me. Isaiah used to pronounce judgment greatly during his time. The, these, the, the seraphim purged the iniquity of Isaiah. The whole purpose of this message is this. I really want you to, to understand the, the whole purpose of this message. God is calling. He is, it may be a still, small voice. It may be through scripture. It may be even through your prayer life. God is calling. And I just, I pray that you realize that it is a privilege. It is a privilege to answer the call of God in your life. And as I ask the pastor to come and we'll pray and start the invitation. And I just hope tonight that you answer. If the Lord is is directing you to do something, ask the Lord, give me courage to step out by faith. Give me courage to do exactly what you would have me to do. Let us pray.